all damning word has been spoken. And Leah's like, we'll take this to our grave. <laughs> Tunnel Talk, a No Facts, All Feelings Wrestling Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Ann. And I'm Leah. We got some amazing promos on Dynamite this week. Oh I mean, God. this yeah. was like, what was this our third week in a row of being like Dynamite actually rocks at Sebastian on television? <laughs> all ballers. At least two in a row. Maybe I want to say three because... I think it's three. Time flies. Because I think we had... We, we, learned, we learned to love our Brass City bitch. And then <laughs> Ben was last week and now is this week. Yeah. Was that useful? Was that helpful? Oh, yeah, sure. I really uh, benchmarked my whole life by when we learned to love our brassity <laughs> So it's always look, it's like... It's actually um, B- before Mercedes B- and after Mercedes. <laughs> right. BM. Bell movement. The, the year of our Mercedes, I think. <laughs> oh, we're off to a good we start. We have our fun. Yeah, we do have our fun. We're going to start out, we kind of short shrifted them last week. So we're going to start out by talking about Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. So as we said, Chris Jericho lost the like custody battle for love or something, whatever he was, whatever he was doing with the inner circle. He lost last week. This week, he met Eddie Kingston in the ring for a little mano a mano promo. Also, there were four security guards. The security guards are like running wild these days. It used to be all refs, but now it's really their moment guards. in the sun. They're like, let's get some henchmen out here, you know, and throw them around. Yeah. That but one they, security guard that almost broke when Eddie was standing next to him was like perfect. <laughs> I do just keep thinking about them as like the Buckingham Palace guards where it's like, and Tony's being like, and you better keep a straight face. And if people try to bait you, you can't be baited. You're a security guard. That's important. Uh, so this was a long promo. They went back and forth. Um, they didn't it, really mention custody of Proud and Powerful at all. No, it didn't come up. They had kind of moved on from custody and into a broader conversation about <laughs> like Eddie's like life as a wrestler, Chris Jericho's life as a wrestler, knowing about Eddie's life as a wrestler. <laughs> uh, what did you guys think of this? I loved it i don't i don't enjoy being like a chris jericho apologist because it's not like are you a sure comfortable place you do for it me a lot. To be. <laughs> i know every week i'm like are we talking enough Ooh. about the genius of chris jericho <laughs> you can't see it's twirling her hair right now it's like she's like really hot under the collar for chris judas jericho <laughs> well his abs i mean he kept them tight that whole promo he did he promo. did and he was, he got rewarded for it because on Twitter, people were being like, Chris Jericho's really been working on his bod, looking good. <laughs> and I do sometimes say things about his bod that I should be in prison for, I think. It's not that I like it, but sometimes I think he looks a little like Matt Jackson. <laughs> what? Oh, Leah's going to tear your hair off. What? What? I think he's like obsessed with his juicy body in a similar way. He is a little way. bit of a beefy boy. Yeah. Except his halsey. chest is like sinking inward due to alcohol abuse. Yeah. And, and that'll never, never happen. Will. Yeah. Right. It'll never happen to Matt. So don't wow. worry about that. Right before we hit record, we were talking about when we as a threesome will break up. And I can't believe it's going to be today. <laughs> I've said this before and you've responded to it before. So I don't know why you're acting like you're hearing it for the first time. I don't think I've ever heard it I before. absolutely have because I've said that I think that he feels like he's like invested in his little beefy cow bod in the same way. <laughs> and that like sometimes he looks surprisingly like that, just like that kind of. Anyway, he's been working on his body and Sean Ross Sapp noticed. <laughs> Sean Ross Sapp noticed. <laughs> oh, well, Sean Ross Sapp noticed. Wrestling journalism really does some deep, intense work that they I get appreciate. get in there, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree, though. I mean, it's like I have, unlike Leah, who stands, I, of course, hate Chris <laughs> Judas. Uh, it, was a, it was kind of a weird. Like, I loved the promo. I loved everything that Eddie did. It was a funny promo in that, like, it would, like, cut to chris jericho so that basically so he could say some stuff that i didn't care about (laughs) so that we could see eddie again (laughs) 
Yeah, I loved Eddie's energy where he just seems so happy to be back since every time he's on mm-hmm. screen. So he was yeah. like very like smiley, even though Chris Jericho was saying really mean things to him. But I did feel like most of what Chris Jericho said to him was a little like repetitive from what CM Punk said to Eddie. Right. But so but I actually thought that. So the thing is that like Eddie is the person in wrestling who doesn't know that wrestling is fake. Right. Like mm-hmm. he he said, what is a baby face? Like he yeah, he, he has that. no idea what yeah. anybody's talking about. He showed up to do a wrestle. He doesn't know it's fake. Chris Jericho <laughs> is the fakest wrestler to ever exist. Yeah. Right. He's the influencer. <laughs> he is doing everything incredibly purposefully for like in the in the most calculated way possible he saw cm punk actually hurt yeah eddie's feelings he's trying to replicate it he's trying to <laughs> do thing he's trying to do things exactly in a calculated way to hurt eddie but like I, the two so you styles feel like it's a meta commentary yeah. of chris jericho like trying to ride other people's coattails all the time which he does do which right. he does do. Yeah, he's the ultimate bandwagoner. And that's, yeah, that's such an interesting way of putting it because that's right. That is what's happening. I think that, like, you could go back and forth about, uh, like, how intentional lots of things that Chris Jericho does are. <laughs> I understand he's very successful, so I have to assume that, like, he has some self-awareness about, like, some of these characteristics that he has. But who can never be sure? In this world we live in, who can know? Um, yeah, but that's right. And that's very, that's interesting to think about because, especially because of the way that Eddie responded to it versus the way that he responded to punk, where it's like, it was deeply personal with punk. Yeah. And it's like, we, and we, we said when we were watching those promos that they had that great vibe of like, you guys are saying stuff and it is kayfabe, but also there are undercurrents of like real things that you have said and felt. Yeah. And this is the way that you know how to express them and to interact about <laughs> it. Of course, none of that with Chris Jericho. And like that, 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 and therefore Eddie the whole time is just being like, this is a fucking joke. I like, right. yeah, I'll yeah. fucking fight you, dude. And he doesn't have to get held back by four security guys about Chris Jericho because he doesn't give a shit about Chris Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> I did like very much when. Uh, Chris Jericho was like, I've asked security to be here today to hold you back. And and Eddie was like, are you calling me a thug? And Chris Jericho was like, yes. How is that? Am I not making that clear? Yes. Well, uh, they are going to fight at Revolution. Do you guys think that Eddie is going to win? Yes. I, yeah, I hope so. I mean, Chris Jericho really does like put other guys over that he like sees come it's like orange cassidy he seems to feel a deep investment in how he like made orange cassidy a big deal by like losing to him and i feel like he's wanting to do that for eddie kingston probably. well he's late in the game to do that for eddie kingston well i, I mean he's a little late for orange cassidy too i think yeah but. uh <laughs> but i yeah i think he could i think i don't feel as strongly that he definitely will but i agree that i want him to but i, yeah. I also a little bit i'm like mm, it's not like the it's not the sexiest win that Eddie Kingston could get you know what I mean (laughs) not in terms of like I'm not saying like I want not about like beating like a high ranked that's not what I mean but you know what I mean like but like by beating someone that it like really matters to him to beat that's what I'm more interested in with Eddie is I'm like I want you to beat someone and it makes you feel like fuck yeah but maybe this does and that would be good and good for him love that (laughs) yeah it's true it would be it's one of those things where it's like I feel I really I always really want Eddie to win like I think Jericho like is very willing to lose so like sure but like if they didn't and they kept like ramping up like Eddie keeps losing and then you get into like where Eddie finally beats like CM Punk or someone who he really clearly does hate on a pretty visceral level like that would be more emotionally affecting than Jericho for sure yeah so you know either way whatever they do you know what? You guys just do what you do. And, and I get to watch Eddie give those promos. And I love watching Eddie give promos. So yeah. that's the thing He's that great. really matters. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of punk and promos, let's get into... <laughs> Why is everybody laughing at me? I have to do the transition. <laughs> I'm in charge of the transition. No, it's just really funny because it's like it's Jericho and Eddie is like, a very enjoyable like order of fries at a bar you know what i mean like you're gonna yeah. really enjoy it and then 
the what you're about to talk to about next is like a full course meal that we like consumed. <laughs> yeah. So it's just well, we're in if we're in the world of Shakespeare, which we are. That uh, we we watched a comedy, but now we move into a serious. This is a tragedy <laughs> or a history or something like that. So this week, Dynamite opened with MJF coming out looking wrecked. I mean, we do we agree that they, that they. Yeah. Went it out didn't, of their it way. didn't open, but I agree. Oh, did I agree it? That I, no, oh, the no, tag right, team. The, 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 the tag team. I was about to say it like the fucking tag team, but we love the tag team. I'm just like, I can't fuck. I got it wrong, so I'm mad at it. You're right. Yeah, no, it didn't open. Uh, yeah, but MJF came out looking wrecked. Bags I definitely thought eyes. they had done like make a, eye makeup to make those dark circles under his eyes. Like it, it looked good. It was very like, oh God, is he okay? Like, which was a great way to start it. Yeah. And the answer was he was not okay. So mm-hmm. he cut a long promo where he got into his like backstory. His He was like, basically was telling his life story where he's like, this is who I was as a kid. These are the problems I had. This I looked up to CM Punk, and it was like it was the natural next step from the, those like fan promos that we got, where he was like, "Okay, yeah, I was your fan, and you broke my heart and you ruined my life." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and from Punk being like, "Oh yeah, like you met me, and it was a big deal, you and I didn't even care," and MJF was like, "Yeah, it was a big deal to me, and actually, like you really <laughs> hurt my feelings this whole time." Yeah, yeah, and uh, it was the kind of thing where. You were watching it, and the whole way through, it was like, okay, at any second, he could do the MJF thing where he turns it off yeah. and is like, you fucking marks are, you, yeah, you like your story. For this. Yeah. Yeah, you, you believed for I was the victim of childhood bullying. <laughs> of course yeah. I wasn't. <laughs> he never turned it off. No. He stayed on it the whole time. Punk eventually came out and was like, is that real? Was that yeah. real? I didn't think, I think, Ann, you said... Did he say something? I didn't think he said anything. I thought he just looked at him and laughed. Oh, no. He, like, mouthed MJF, back. Yeah. MJF mouthed back. It is true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. Okay. Which is very horny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then he left. Yeah. It was so interesting because I felt like the crowd also was, like, expecting MJF to turn at any moment. Absolutely. And they didn't mm-hmm. want to get caught. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. were, like, booing and, mm-hmm. uh, like, making... The normal MJF no- noises, yeah. but it had the very funny effect of like MJF being like, "I was bullied," and the crowd being like, "Yeah." <laughs> but the crowd, I know, was, but they, it was uncertain. Like it was really yeah. like mixed, like yeah. l- kind of low energy sounding because yeah. it seemed really clear that people were like, "I don't know yeah. what noise to make right now." And they went back and forth. They would cheer sometimes and boo other times and then be doing both. And you really got this. I got the sense that the car was like very electrified, but also like definitely didn't want to get sucked in. And like we're just having a lot of like emotional reactions. Yeah. Which is so funny because it's a microcosm of all of wrestling, especially the Internet wrestling community, where like all the time people are like, I don't want to get tricked. I don't want to be I don't want to be the mark. Like I want to be smarter than the wrestler and know what's real and know what's not and you never can and that's very frustrating so we talk about it all the time uh and in that sense it was just like oh my god this is so this is so smart you're so good like you're just so good at what you do I mean he was like crying and it like looked pretty real like that that one tear at the end this man is getting performance in a leading role from me like (laughs) yeah they like they're all theater boys but some of them were just working tech you know what I mean that's not MJF no no full theater boy yeah and it was really interesting too because people were like is he like about to turn face and like I, I mean I don't think he did but you could see how he could which is pretty remarkable because he's such like a good natural heel but it's like oh if he wanted to he could really spin this around which is yeah. fascinating this is such a uh like we shouldn't even get into it really but it, we are uh as a group re-watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer right now <laughs> And we're in uh, the season where, like, Spike mm. is becoming uh, not the villain, not fully the villain. He's in his medium ground. <laughs> and it, I was thinking about that episode they showed us of Spike's backstory. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. 
and this is like not the same thing, but I just was thinking, I, you know, I've said it before because you see it in TV shows all the time. Like the villain does not become the hero the moment that you start to understand the origin of their anger and the origin of their villainy, basically. Mm-hmm. But you learn that stuff long before you're like, yeah. oh, fuck, now I love you because you realized that you're the villain and you're doing something about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so this felt like it's like he could be a heel forever and, you know, have a deep backstory. And I, I guess I don't really think that'll happen, but that's, you know, that would be fine, whatever. But it's not like, yeah, he's turning baby face because of that promo. It's like, no, he's a deeper heel that you have more complicated feelings about because mm-hmm. of that promo. He's a heel where, like, in different situations, you'll think and feel about him differently because you feel like, whether it's, like, true or not, whether the character was working you or not, you feel like you know something about him now. And you mm-hmm. feel like you know what is going to upset him and what he doesn't care about. Yeah. And that's really smart. That's really yeah. smart because you're just always going to have a richer experience with that character going forward because of this promo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's just so interesting to see someone do that like so well and effectively. And I was thinking too about how like wrestling characters, like what are the compelling ones? What are the not compelling ones? And I think the ones who really like their interactions with other people are always um, affecting them in some way and getting under their skin. Like they're really reactive. You know, it's like him coming up against CM Punk really um, has brought a lot out. It's like bringing up his traumatic childhood memories, you know? And I think like MJF is so good at that where it's like, he's being tough and mean, but you can tell he's like, I mean, like he was really upset. (laughs) Like that was like intense, you know, even if it's like fake. uh, Yeah. It's just like quite a move, you know? It's so smart. Mm-hmm. It's such good writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such good character work. Yeah. And I then mean, to have yeah. CM Punk react by coming out and being like, is that true? Is it real? Is like, like the amount they, they work that line between kayfabe and reality is really good too, which is always like the most fun stuff in wrestling where you're like, oh man. It does make you think sometimes where it's like you decide you want to do a feud with someone. You sit down and you're like, okay, <laughs> together we're going to, therapize each other right we're gonna have like a two-hour therapy session what where we don't get to i the, like about you what don't you like about me <laughs> like, yeah exactly and about? it's like great then we'll run with that that's the end yeah, right <laughs> i know it's gotta i don't know your real life relationships as a wrestler must be very weird so interesting to think about yeah i mean that's the juice <laughs> Uh, whatever they're doing i hope that they're doing it backstage in a way that some of the younger wrestlers can be observing you know oh my god like it's crazy some of their planning sessions 24 or whatever because it's like some of these boys have no excuse like jungle boy are you the same age as mjf (laughs) like come on (laughs) it's so funny to be like mjf is doing this and we were proud of jungle boy for making a threesome joke seemed kind of natural speaking words out loud (laughs) it is very funny I think I saw someone being like um the four pillars like have like everyone but MJF before this had like had someone who'd kind of taken them under their wing and like now it really feels like MJF has punk and like because clearly he's like I he think went he out pro- there and he got him. <laughs> like he, he went out he there and caught him. He adopted. <laughs> my God. Oh my God. That's right. That little ragamuffin moved himself right in. But where they were like, Sammy Guevara has Chris Jericho. It's like, yeah, it adds up. That fully adds up. And may <laughs> they enjoy each other. Yeah. Uh, like Sammy is not going to learn the stuff that he needs to learn from Chris Jericho, but it is what it is, I guess. Uh, Darby <laughs> has Sting and it's like, that's great. Yep. Sting has, yep. I think pretty clearly has been like, I understand what you're doing. I'm going to help you do it better. That's going really well uh and then what was that oh jungle boy has christian cage who i've never seen cut a good promo so yeah it fully adds up to me that yeah uh, he's not don't fall far from the tree you know yeah (laughs) even adopted ones yeah maybe that's mean maybe we did see one christian cage promo that was okay about at kenny he's always like fine you know he's not bad he's just gonna electrify you whereas this episode of dynamite having eddie and uh and MJF, it's just like you're at a master class. You are at a master class. And it's like the young, the the little young boys and girls should be gathered around with their notebooks 
furiously yeah. writing down everything mm-hmm. they're seeing and hearing. Yeah. And you should be thinking like, what is, what's my angle? What's something emotional that I right. can come up with and use out there in the ring? What are my real life feelings about all these people? It's even like, mm-hmm. I read that article. I think we all did where, um, talking about hangman and the world title. And he was like, Oh yeah, I use like my real life anxiety and like feeling out of my league with the young bucks and stuff to like power that storyline. And then they like also interviewed like the young bucks and they were like, he what? Like he never told us yeah. that. We didn't know he was anxious yeah. about any of that. That's crazy. Um, which is so interesting too. Like again, wrestler relationships, just fascinating. I like that our advice sort of sounded like we want them to start journaling. <laughs> well, that's kind right. of right. I, I am like, take yourselves to therapy. You need to start thinking of the opportunities you get in the ring. That's mm-hmm. therapy. And yeah you have to decide what you want to bring to the therapist's office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, it's like that, uh, Billy Gunn article you found. <laughs> yes. Which I loved. Uh, it was just a, wh- where did he say, I think he said it on, Oh, he said it on busted open radio. I can't believe I have to say things like busted open radio now that I'm into wrestling. But, uh, Billy Gunn said he was like a lot of these like young kids, by which by I assume he means like 20, th- 20, 20 to, to 25 year olds. Year olds. Uh, he's like, they think that like doing the moves is like the thing that gets them over. And so they'll go out there and they'll constantly do like all their coolest moves and come back and be like, I'm so over. Did you hear how the crowd was like shouting for me? And Billy Gunn was like, and I tell them like, they're not shouting for you. They're shouting for the things you did that they can't do. You need to be able to go out there, not do those moves and still have people know who you are. Like your goal shouldn't be to do like everything in your repertoire. Every time you go out into the ring, it should be to do just enough and like give people a sense of who Mm -hmm. you are as a character Mm-hmm. And so that they care about you, whether you're doing the flips or not. And I was like, right. it's about yeah. Sammy Guevara. <laughs> it's like, it was it's a lot of tweeting them. Sammy the whole them. time. Yeah. 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 But the who knew that Billy Gunn me, knew all I know. That, like, I was delighted by yeah, that. Amazing. Yeah. The line that killed me the most was when he was like, you need to be plotting a match the way a psychologist would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, yes. Yeah. Billy Gunn yeah. gets it. He knows. And I love to think that that's what the ass boys are hearing every day from their dad. He's like, boys, what's the psychology of the feud? And, you know, and they're like, the psychology of the feud is that we don't like being called ass. And he's like, great, let's let's run with it. You know, actually, no. I was going to make fun of them for not getting deep, but they have worked that really well as I'm thinking about it. Like, so, you know. Yeah. And I also enjoyed their current, not to, sorry, MJF, that it's gone here, but yeah. their current thing where they keep tag teaming with the acclaimed and then creeping the acclaimed out. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. I know. I can't believe we never on this pod have discussed the scissoring that those guys did in their ring Real missed opportunity for us, but there's been so I much know. to talk it's about. It's been busy. It's been busy. With- well, when you get Max Caster to be like, no, gross. That's achievement. <laughs> I know. You should be you should feel proud. So I hope they are. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't feel I think MJF got his accolades in this little yeah. segment. So no worries. So let's talk about some of the other stuff that's going on with it. It really is most of wrestling is just about like what are the young boys doing and what are the older men doing to help the young boys? So we're back on it again. Father lovers. <laughs> Father lovers and son lovers. Lover sons. <laughs> Lover sons, yes. Everything we say is fine. Yeah. Uh, so Brian Danielson challenged Daniel Garcia to a match this week. Uh, again, saying the same as he did with Lee Moriarty, that he wanted to see Daniel Garcia produce some real, genuine, f- heartfelt violence. Daniel Garcia was fucking insulted. By- <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "What do you mean? I'm always, I'm always violent. I'm the angry, I'm the angriest boy in the freshman class, which is true." Uh, so they had their match, and he did seem really mad. And uh, it was not as erotic as the match that Danielson had with Lee Moriarty. I'll just say it. I think we should just say it. We had a little discussion ahead of this match where he said, do we think it's going to be more or less erotic? And we were all like, oh, definitely more. My friend Jeff texted me that it would be more actually unprompted. I didn't ask. (laughs) Thank you, Jeff. We we like that you know what we want to hear about. (laughs) Jeff, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. So I was very ready for it to be very sexual. And then it was just good wrestling. 
there was a real I thought like annoyed brother energy to the whole <laughs> where it's like Brian Danielson was Daniel Garcia's older brother who was like I'm gonna teach you how to wrestle and that Daniel Garcia was like I don't need to learn how to wrestle I already wrestle with all my friends and I know how to do it so good <laughs> but it was fun to watch it was not it wasn't a bad yeah. match by any no. means just appropriate I guess <laughs> and that sometimes that's the most damning thing you <laughs> We just watched it and we just saw what straight men always see at every match. <laughs> it didn't have that that magic, that, that special certain something that we usually bring to the table with our minds. Uh, and then after the match, uh, 2.0 attacked Brian Danielson and were beating him up, they, which I loved because they were like, we're, we're mad that you said our son can't do violence oh, yeah. too. They're, they were absolutely furious, which was Rich, very yeah. fun to see. Yeah. And they, oh, right. Cause they weren't, was this on Rampage? No. Mm-mm. Was this that? No. no. Did they, they have a, they did they do an interview him. about it? They did an interview earlier in the episode. Okay. Like, that's yeah. what I'm, yeah. I kind of mentally had put Mark Henry in the middle of the interview. But I can I don't... see how you would, because whoever the interviewer was had a very mild vibe, but it, it wasn't. It was possibly... Was it Alex Marvos? It was either him or Tony Schiavone, and I can't remember right now. Probably Poor Alex Tony Marvos, because Sh- I don't remember. This week, for some reason, even though it's the same thing that happens every week, I was like, Tony Schiavone's never had a nice day at work. All that happens is he tries to do like a sweet little interview, and someone shoves him out of the ring. Like, God damn it, Tony, I hate you. <laughs> I know. I'd love to see Tony on BTE just like at HR being like, I'm sorry it's come to this, but I need to report some stuff. They could do it with uh, Christopher Daniels. Yeah. Or what's his, is that his last Christopher name? Daniels. Daniels. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. CD. 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 Absolutely. CD. I should just have stopped there. Yeah. He could be filing a little HR complaint. I do love how Tony Schiavone is like the, the baby face commentator. People yeah. can just be mean to all the time. It's all role. <laughs> I know. I think that sometimes the baby faces should go out of their way to be extra nice to Tony, actually, yeah, that's and be like, true. And Tony, but Britt Baker is the life. only one who does be nice yeah. to Tony Schiavone, ironically. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, anyway, so 2.0 beat up Danielson, and then uh, Mox, and I don't really remember exactly what happened, but Mox ended up coming out and uh slinking into the ring and brian danielson's vibe was kind of like do you think i did some good (laughs) wrestling did you you, what did you think did you like our new boy do you think he should join our dojo uh and then uh mox i don't remember what happened here mox was like let's fight at revolution for sure and then they just kind of nuzzled and they did like such the nuzzle was so powerful it really put what Mox said out of my head but yeah Mox got real close and then he just pressed his whole face up against Brian Danielson's when he did that I thought wow I guess maybe you guys should adopt uh Daniel Garcia because that is his signature move is the soft boy (laughs) nuzzle in the middle of a little tough lion uh promo so yeah I mean Fits it's right in. Fit. Even if he failed Sorry, the test 2.0. of sexual chemistry that Brian Danielson yeah. has been putting all of his <laughs> men through. <laughs> I know. I'm, unfortunately, it's just like some genuine, uh, maybe, don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I think I was like going to try to say that Daniel Garcia maybe is Mox's biological son. Oh, uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, I don't know. that. You know what? Let's not close off half <laughs> <laughs> keep things loose and open <laughs> uh anyway so what were we gonna talk about oh what do you think the vibe of the revolution match is gonna be god i mean i'm hopefully inappropriate yeah. if i come out of that match and i say that was an appropriate match <laughs> i'm gonna be so angry i know i, I hope did- someone punches someone in the hips with their own hips like come on that's the level i want to be at that's all i want there's a lot of visceral imagery going on here. I mean, they keep talking about bleeding together, which makes it seem like they're going to the red tent, you know, a little bit, just <laughs> doing some co-menstruating. And, I mean. <laughs> yeah. When the first time he was like, I don't, I don't, I don't fight with anybody I don't bleed with. Sarah was just like, that's what I said in middle school. <laughs> I don't, this is what I, I think the other week I was like, maybe they'll have kind of a different kind of fight. And I guess this is what I meant. Cause I did kind of think they were going to fight at revolution, but like that to, I have we ever seen this kind of thing where it's like, people are going into a fight this far ahead of time where it's kind of like, if I respect you after this fight, we'll be, married 
<laughs> I don't know, that Eddie ha- and Mox a little bit, maybe, but not like this explicitly and not this like close together. Well, I just, yeah. It's it definitely, I don't think as on this much of an individual level. I mean, we saw MJF fight everybody to get into the inner circle, but uh, it's right. not like it wasn't quite that's a That's transactional. With, yeah. It was this transactional and it was group. Yeah. Yeah. It was group sex. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. What has happened in this podcast? <laughs> I'm sorry, Leah. Do you not like the conversation? <laughs> I'm constantly asking my co-hosts to have decorum. I don't have any. I don't. I just don't. I don't got none. Uh, do you guys? Do you guys think that Brian Danielson is going to fight Yuta next week? He should. I really hope so because he everybody else to. got their turn. I know, and Yuta never Yuda gets nice this. matches. You know, I know. And he called him out by name yeah. in that original who, promo. Who so. else did he call out by name in the original promo? He, these two, Lee Moriarty and Dana Garcia. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, and, and Yuta. Anybody else? I can't remember. Who? I don't think so. I think those were the three. Yeah, because um, it was which, after the Mox match versus Yuta, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And apparently Reddit's been calling them the killers. Like there's the four pillars and the three killers. Aww. <laughs> just That's nicer than when we just call them the freshman class, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that we're more accurate because it, <laughs> yeah. it also explains like Dante and Lee Johnson are the sophomores and MJF is a senior. Like we have a whole, like it, it, yeah. it yeah. explains a lot. And the sophomores don't get talked about with their own sweet little name. Mink mm. makes you a little sad for them. <laughs> Oh, Maybe they the should forgot- be out there giving themselves a little name if they want people to be. Yeah, or doing promos that we can follow. Dante. Yeah, Dante. <laughs> still Dante. mad at you. We're still disappointed in you, young man. <laughs> Baby boy, go to your room. Uh, okay, do we have anything else to say about this or you guys feel? Oh, feel just down. that Brian Danielson's hair looks stupider than anyone's hair that's ever looked in the ring and usually he has really good <laughs> wrestling hair. I know. It was such a funny little ponytail. <laughs> Top little ponytail. Ba- little silly baby off. ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Mox nuzzled him anyway, so. Yeah. yeah. It's not about how mind. good your hair looks. When somebody loves you, everything <laughs> is beautiful. <laughs> Learned that from Toy Story. Let's talk about the tag team Battle Royale. This was the most men you ever see in your life. Oh, my God. It was men. almost impossible to keep track of them all. I it do was think every it's easier man. in person to follow it because, like, at the beginning, like, once it narrowed down, it was okay. But, like, at the beginning of it, it was, like, they, like, cut to a shot. There's like five different pairs of men all punching each other. You're like, oh, okay. Um, there's like, there's like Trent and John Silver and I'm interested in them. So I'm watching them. And then the angle would immediately cut to a different angle of like five somewhat, like three of the same ones and two different ones. And then you're like, wait, where were the guys I was watching? And it was just very, yeah, I could not follow it. I think that that almost is like an advanced level complaint because when I watched uh, that when I've seen the battle royales in person, I'm like too indecisive to know what to look at. So I don't have a better experience. So it's like actually <laughs> fine for me to just be like, oh, I just don't know what's going on. And I don't understand anything you're showing me. That's okay. No worries. The, the one thing I did like about how many men were on the ring is that there's always one or two pairs of men that are supposed to be looked at. And so they assume the yeah. camera is on those. So the other pairs of men are obviously faking doing anything. <laughs> it's true. It is very it's, funny. It's like extras pretending to drink a cup of coffee badly, you know? Sometimes there was a they point, just lounge. <laughs> there was a point where uh, the crazy-haired private party was just gently cradling Dustin. And, like, he wasn't trying to choke him or anything. He was just, like, holding him. Oh, I was like, that's so nice. What are you guys doing? What are you funny. up to? Just, like, all I know is that I'm in charge of Dustin for this part of the match so <laughs> keep a hand on him uh it was very fun throughout so we'll talk about some of the just like the low lights sounds mean but they're like highlights but not high high they're medium lights what are the medium lights for you what'd you like in the match um i really like it was really fun when um trent was going about to be eliminated and then orange cassidy 
came screedled out from under the ring and yeah. got him on his shoulders and his sunglasses got knocked off and he had to catch them and put them back on and he was kind of shaking a little bit because he's a lot smaller than Greg so yeah I yeah. think one of my funniest things about like a lot of Orange Cassidy spots is that like you can tell he's like it's gonna go okay and it's gonna look really cool and then often like one little thing goes wrong and it's like oh it's cool but you are a kind of a sweet dummy too <laughs> Uh, I also liked when Santana crept up behind the gun club and like held up his thumb. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And I love how much the crowd popped for um, the Trent and Santana face off too, because of the parking lot match. Huge pop. Yeah. People were stoked. And it's like, that match was like a long time ago. Like, and I mean, it was a banger. Like, so like, yeah, I'm with you guys, but loved it. And they Mm -hmm. did a little special spot too, where it was like, oh, are we going to get some more now that proud and powerful are out from under the sun? thumb of Chris Jericho are we going to get some more yeah uh, matches with best, best friends I'd love to see it that'd be great mm-hmm. yeah they were giving some little little tauntings back and, <laughs> and Dustin I'd love it if you'd stay for the for the whole match when you have these match <laughs> if you have these matches I just love it if you were like pretty present and you worked really hard in them so somewhere he just like got a little bit like just like a little nauseous and doesn't know why like, no- I, I was gonna say you got like a bullheaded feeling like oh i just want to like not do what someone's telling me to do but no one's even talking to me <laughs> who knows what that means i know i was so psyched for him and greg to actually tag and then like he got knocked out early and greg just did singles the whole time it's like yep, there we yeah yeah but Dustin was so funny when he left because it's like he had a, just like already gone over onto the apron and then his elimination was basically just him being like, cool, we, am I done here? Just <laughs> <laughs> hop off. I'm, a, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go now. Very yeah. sad. I know. It's hard to be that annoyed when I when I am like, he doesn't want to be there either. <laughs> Dustin I'm wants they, to live the easy life. I'm glad they got to do a best friend's hug before he got kicked out. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to give the people what they want. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, So let's talk about what happened as this match was wrapping up, shall we? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The end of this match. This is the juicy part. This is the juicy part. So at the end, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Matt Jackson teamed up to eliminate Trent and Santana while they were doing their, like, parking lot brawl throwback fighting. Uh, oh, I see. I've said here meaningful nemesis fighting. That was a better way to put it. Uh, and then uh, Bobby Fish came back. He'd already been eliminated and interfered illegally to eliminate mm. Dax Harwood. And then he did a very funny thing where he seemed like he was going to roll under the <laughs> yeah. ring to hide from the ref. <laughs> Bobby Fish, where are you going right now? Penthouse is not going to like it if you get under there with them. <laughs> well, but except that people always are. Like I like the idea that like Danhausen is just like. Nobody ever used to be under this ring. I know I watched every week and live tweeted it. And yet somehow now that it's my space, it's my office. I've got five guys under here with me every night. Like I can't get you guys out of here. It's like cockroaches. It's like him and OC's little private clubhouse down there. They probably hung up little signs like no girls allowed. No girls allowed under the ring. I hope they didn't say that. I hope that some girls are allowed. I'm just trying to summon up a little rascals feel. Yeah, you did. It's like no heels allowed. There you go. Yeah. 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 I just wanted to be accurate. <laughs> I got to so get some girls under the ring. <laughs> you know, and as, as a team, I think this podcast always gets there. So it's true. It's not always on the first try, but always by the fifth. <laughs> uh, so then uh, Matt and Kyle O'Reilly also teamed up to try and get John Silver out. John Silver had like a really fun spot where he like big boy smashed both of them at the same time. Uh, I was very psyched for him to get such good little spotlight yeah. on him. For a second, mm-hmm. I was like, I'd be so happy if John Silver won those, even though obviously mm-hmm. I knew he wasn't going to. But <laughs> yeah, he's very strong for being so short. He, You know what? That is true. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm here with these observations every week. <laughs> I just love it because that's like a classic like us like week two. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like, we don't really don't know this man's name yet, but we know that he's short, but definitely big muscles for sure. Uh, And anyway, so then uh, Kyle O'Reilly ended up tricking Matt. He like acted like he was hurt and like was like, Matt, you get rid of John Silver. They clearly had had some kind of like agreement that like they were like, okay, we'll get each other to the end of this match. And then Kyle turned around and threw Matt out of the ring immediately after he threw John Silver out of the ring. Betrayal. 
So Red Dragon won the tag team battle royale, and we had a little confrontation where the Young Bucks came screaming back into the ring to have, like, they just... Outraged. Outraged. So mad. They're just... They're not fighting with their fists, because Adam Cole, Polycule leader, wouldn't like it. They're fighting with their (laughs) words and being like, you have made me very angry, etc. And then in the middle of that... Hangman's music hits. Hangman comes out, comes striding down the ramp into the ring. It's there's a moment where everyone is kind of looking like, what is going like, what are you doing here? What's going to happen? He starts beat downing Red Dragon. So he's there because Red Dragon beat him up last week. So he's there to beat them up. This is where the interpersonal dynamics (laughs) really hit. Am I right, ladies? Oh, yeah. so right. <laughs> what do we got going on in that ring? Matt was absolutely killing me because there was a moment when he started beating Red Dragon. He got close to Matt and like looked at Matt and Matt was like, oh, no, I'm s- I d- don't let me interrupt you. You you have fun and like scooted out of the way. He did way, a very just, broad hands up like, oh, no, please. You go right ahead. Like by all gestures. means. Yeah. Loved it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there were because there was two like initially he was kind of like skirting around the edges just being like and he and Nick were clearly being like, what is happening? What should we do? I don't know. And then he had the face to face moment with Adam Page where like Adam Page's vibe was like, like it was like. It, it was, there was a lot there where it's like, yeah. are yeah, you gonna hit, was, are you gonna hit me? Should am I supposed to hit you? Do we still have a truce? Like just the whole thing. Yeah. And then he did his like he's like, no, not my business. I'm out of here. It felt like Hangman's vibe was kind of like, I'm not here for you, but I could be yeah. if you push me. If you yeah. make and me. Matt, yeah, and Matt was very much like, oh, I'm not. I'm yeah. very much not. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It, it seemed like it was a vibe of like, are you? specifically aligned with red dragon against me or do you just happen to be here and matt was like absolutely yeah. just happen to be here babe. <laughs> and also i will get out of here right away don't worry yeah. about that yeah and then adam cole came running in too but the young bucks just continued on their way out of the ring like not yeah. gonna interfere in this either even though like obviously they've had a lot of tensions with red dragon yeah. but adam cole still has been their boyfriend but but they had the pause because they had mm-hmm. the like nick had a long pause where he was watching as Adam Cole came into the ring clearly being like I don't know if we should go and then Matt grabbed him and was like hauling him out and then there was another shot where it's like you could see them watching and talking to each other and then they just fucking left yeah let's go I mean, (laughs) in Hangman, it was nice to see him come in like full of violence, like ready to beat people up. Like he's not like the soft boy that Adam Cole like emotionally tormented a couple weeks ago, beats them up. And then he like sits down in the middle of the ring with his belt to be like, it's story time with Adam Page and baby starts stealing all of Adam Cole's stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was so hunky, but it also felt like he was like. I heard you girls making fun of how <laughs> yeah. like, easily riled up I am. And actually, I can give it too. So don't you worry about that. Oh, you're right that it was that like turning around in the cafeteria scene in a teen movie where yeah. it's like, actually, I can stand up for myself and I will. And the, and Adam Cole was doing that mean girl affronted thing where it's like, oh, my God, is he allowed to talk to me that way? <laughs> yeah. While his little minion, you know, uh, Bobby Fish was like yelling stuff back about how his copyright infringement, which was very very charming <laughs> every single one of bobby fish's comebacks was so <laughs> funny to me that i finally c- gave in and was like okay they I- can stay <laughs> i enjoyed it so much i can't believe you hadn't gotten there until now but i love that you're finally here with me <laughs> yeah and i like to after like last week when adam cole was taunting hangman about how like the dark order weren't really his friends anymore and the young bucks weren't his friends like now Adam, you know, Adam Page gets out there and like the Young Bucks aren't going to interfere. And like also John Silver like helped him because he also like attacked Red Dragon at a point there to like save Hangman. So it's like, oh, no, he's mm-hmm. still got the Dark Order and he and the Young Bucks are they have an emotionally complicated thing going on here. So don't worry about that. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree with you. And I think that inter- interpretation ex- is exactly correct. But I also think that John Silver had like a sp- 
faintly deranged air of like a child who's had too much sugar and is way overstimulated. And I think he might have fought anybody at that moment. And that is very John Silver is like, of course he'd accidentally beat up his friend and then just be like, oh man, sorry. I was like, I just had had a lot of cereal. I did think it was funny at one point when he like, you know, slammed both Matt Jackson and, um, what's his name Kyle O'Reilly at the same time like then JR said very seriously Johnny Hungy baby <laughs> it was just like <laughs> it's so funny that this older gentleman has to say these things out loud oh my god JR really I, I, I'm Stockholmed baby I'm oh, Stockholmed yeah. I'm super I'm Stockholm for everybody I'm Stockholm for Chris Jericho it's yeah. pretty disturbing <laughs> such a belated (laughs) to bring that up in this podcast I mean (laughs) oh my god Uh, and then we also had a little Cutler Cam promo later in the episode where the young bucks came up to Red Dragon and Adam Cole and were like you fucking messed us up out there actually can I interrupt and say myself and say so what how are we choosing the the third team of the of the three-way tag there is a casino battle royale next week and they haven't announced who's in it but it sounded like the the bucks are planning to be in that one too so you there must be allowed to be doubles what is what is battle battle royale but they do that like card thing where people oh, enter yeah. but is, on a timer is this also and I assume, for tag teams yeah yeah okay <laughs> yeah I and I, I assume they're gonna they're, have to double up the tag teams because yeah. there's not that many more tag teams in the company no. than we're out of tag episode. teams <laughs> yeah sarah and i got into it about that before the episode started because i really couldn't understand what they were doing because i wasn't sure if they were going to let them double dip and i was like i just don't understand because all of the higher level uh yeah uh tag teams are in tonight and sarah in all seriousness was like well Stu and uno aren't there and i was like oh i'm sorry, I'm sorry Stu and uno oh, yeah. aren't there the, my probably my apologies from the top tag team in the company. oh my god uh jesus christ i guess it's gonna be Stu and uno the acclaimed bear country the lucha, the lucha brothers that's sure the, the other big one that we're missing but yeah chaos so project it's, <laughs> I assume that the Young Bucks are going to win, and then it's going to be Red Dragon yeah. and Young Bucks against um, Jurassic Express. But I, I, I think the Joker must end up being the Hardys. Yeah, oh, yeah, that makes right. sense. Yeah. Oh, that's that's mm. interesting because I guess that was I had been being like, yeah, it's obviously going to be Red Dragon and uh, Young Bucks because that's the the main tag team feud that we have set up so it's like we've got to get those them into the tag team match for a revolution uh but i had forgotten that we have the the hardies looming over us and i mean i know that won't be for revolution but what i've said isn't interesting don't worry about it i, I wonder if I matt hardy will be hardies. more tolerable with his brother or less tolerable it'll be so interesting to find out depends on what kind yeah. of brothers they are you know what i mean <laughs> some brothers make each other worse and some brothers it's make each other better true. yeah <laughs> do you disagree <laughs> I agree with you. I think. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see. I mean, it does seem like I do keep being like. It seems sweet that the young bucks clearly see themselves in the Hardys in a certain way, and the Hardys like clearly feel an affinity for the young bucks and their brother teams who had the best laddie matches of all time or whatever. So I'm happy, happy for those men, and I hope they enjoy <laughs> fighting each other. And I, I will watch it. I don't have a choice. So None of us it. have a choice. Yeah, of course, choice never factors into it. Anyway, but the um, this promo, just that the Young Bucks and Red Dragon uh, had a little scuffle while Adam Cole got increasingly tense <laughs> at the back and was like just like clearly trying to do his breathing exercises about it. And then when uh, Matt and Nick like left. He was just like, no man has ever had his house less in order because on BTE this week, he also was trying yeah. to control uh, John Silver and Alex Reynolds, his secret friends, getting into fights with Red Dragon. And he was like reaming Red Dragon out and being like, I do not have the energy for this. I have my own stuff going on. You guys need to get along. <laughs> 
And I was like, well, it's really nice to see a gaslighter, like, actually not have his shit together. That I know. That's the representation I was, we need. <laughs> I was like, Adam Cole, you caused all these problems for yourself. <laughs> like, you are acting very put upon, but, like, who forced these would, men to if be you together? S- said that to Adam Cole, he'd be like, by what? By being too lovable? <laughs> <laughs> Can I help it that they all want me? so many friends. <laughs> yeah. It would be so such a funny resolution to this if like he was if he just like broke up with both the bucks and the red Red dragon and joined (laughs) Joined like silver Silver and reynolds yeah and was just like fuck it fuck you guys well i do keep thinking that like eventually adam cole's various gaslightings have to blow up in his face and i'm like then everybody will be mad at him and then maybe he will be forced to be like you're my only friends john silver and alex reynolds and then finally he'll be following in hangman's footsteps <laughs> that's not when the dark order picks people up when they're at their yeah. lowest, when they're at their lowest. <laughs> yeah. when they're yeah. finally the desperate <laughs> it's a good thing in a the good dark way. <laughs> the dark oh, dark order is a re- rehabilitation center for former elite members <laughs> <laughs> I like wow. that you almost said the dork order. I know. <laughs> dork order. <It's> correct. <laughs> I did think that you were just going to say it. And I was like, that's a burn, but they've earned it. Have they not? <laughs> oh, my God. And then we'll just briefly say that. Uh, so Jay White and Greg had their fight on Rampage last week. That It was totally fine and fun, but not emotionally important at all, I would say. So would you say that's right? Yeah, certainly yeah. not for yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here, 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 Anne. Um, the only interesting note that I have from the match is that OC was ringside and Ricky Starks on commentary called him the Oshkosh Pagosh mess. <laughs> and that was funny. Yeah. Uh, but we did want to flag that uh, we did have some very nice listeners reach out to us with some recommendations for like Bullet Club and Jay White uh, information. So Jess sent us an email, very thorough email. Thank you so yeah. much. And uh, Tumblr user Adam Page sent us some Bullet Club uh, overview videos. Uh, and we have been getting lightly into these materials and we are all quite interested in aspects <laughs> of them. But uh, we have watched. <laughs> It slash read them all well yeah because it was it was so much great material and so like basically like now I'm a huge golden lover's head because like that's how they all they both started <laughs> and it was very like obviously I knew about the golden lovers before but it was extremely exhilarating and so I'm excited to get into yeah. Jay White more as it the is, weeks yeah. go on yeah I think people told us about the golden lovers Absolutely, early but very none early. of the people none of the people in it meant anything to me so exactly. it was hard to get it yeah. but this time around I'm like I know everybody who's on the screen right yeah. now yeah. which is quite interesting. Yeah, it's very exciting. Me. It's like the right time for me, it feels like, to be reading these back <laughs> issues, you know, because it's like, it's like now we've come to the point where it's like, oh, Adam Cole's shown up and he's really the Buck's boyfriend in a way that Kenny never really was. And like, I knew that Kenny had this ex-boyfriend from New Japan, but now I like really know about Kenny's ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Like, it makes sense why he and the Bucks were not at yeah. that level. Yeah. His heart is with um, another. <laughs> so, yeah. When we post the episode, we can share some of the things that we've oh, been yeah, sent totally. but like a lot of it i'm like oh this is this is contextualizing things that like <laughs> i am seeing and didn't quite put all together i'm enjoying it yeah it's yeah. amazing well as you know about us we love to learn especially facts <laughs> we love to learn facts and we'll onboard them easily with our big yeah. brains yeah and after we learn them we just remember them yeah you know, simply just stick well, with us it is very funny because one of the threads that uh just sent us via email about the golden lovers that kenny at one point retweeted uh yeah. which everyone was like really excited about like oh my god kenny knows it's gay like you <laughs> <know>. <laughs> well kenny did name it the golden lovers yeah. so like i <laughs> So. So, so you know it's good to good to be a good to be acknowledged but um I, I opened it and I was like I have read this whole thread like I do know yeah, that I'm sure I did nothing yeah. stuck with Mm-mm. me it was nothing too early it was like I had not come to love and appreciate Kenny yet I think and, and now, now Kenny is my baby boy if yeah. I don't yeah I mean well we can yeah we should whatever we'll come back to Kenny Kenny was on Kenny was on with Meltzer this week and revealed lots yeah. of things that made us feel tender towards him. I'm pretty concerned about his physical body. But <laughs> like, yeah. And then watching like some of these clips of him doing these really intense like flips and stuff early. I'm like, oh, no, Kenny. But is 10 he, years from now, your shoulders are not going to be in good shape. <laughs> is he in that that first episode of the Bullet Club um, thing? Is one of the guys that you just see in the background sometimes, Kenny, or is he not there yet? 
I don't think he's there yet in the first yeah, one. Yeah, because the first one is mostly about future Finn Balor, like, starting it. That's yeah. Finn mostly. Balor? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Prince, Prince, Prince Devitt? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I wasn't there. In the second video, Finn Balor. there's a part where, there, maybe at the end of the first one, where it's like, and then Prince Devitt, like, has been ousted from the company, and... <laughs> was like huh i wonder if you don't wrestle anymore <laughs> that's sad he got out somebody i literally only know from marty and sarah so i'm like his mom is very nice <laughs> the made-up version of his mom is really nice. <laughs> well i thought i saw kenny in the background but maybe i didn't anyway it's just that i, I mean saw it's someone possible like i maybe i could have missed him in the background but i think in episode two of that episode they two, really like yeah. introduce kenny and then he's like a major force okay so. i think i just just that i thought i saw him getting uh it's not even interesting. I thought I saw Kenny in the background getting thrown around and was like, Kenny, your beautiful body. <laughs> destroying it with DDT. <laughs> Kenny, your body. <laughs> oh, it's all going good here. Uh, okay. Let's, we'll just quickly hit some little highlights. We did meet one new man this week um during the match between pack and penta malachi and bronk uh the lights went out for about the seventh time that night they came back on big beef boy there <laughs> redhead beard like nordic type uh that's buddy matthews his name is buddy thoughts <sighs> they sarah was telling me about a tiktok that she was watching where some guy was like making fun of white people nicknames and it's like and they'll just use it anywhere <laughs> like you walk into a bank and the teller's just fucking named chip and you know, that's the exact thing that i was thinking where i was like yeah he's just named buddy and we all have to look at that it was a re- it's a real re- read the room energy when it's like when a buddy walks into a match that's mm-hmm. pack penta malachi and bronk not his name brody <laughs> I know that like intense goth energy happening there. And then it's like, this is Buddy. He's got red beard. <laughs> like, okay, great. <laughs> Old Buddy red beard. <laughs> Plus, because we have been watching Buffy and one time Allie typoed it as Buddy. <laughs> and then it, it was a real no like typo in the group chat. Like, get her guys <laughs> moment. So now we just call it Buddy the Vampire Slayer. So I just think of that all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we do like to say time for Buddy. Uh, <laughs> so now, But now we'll be saying that about our new man buddy matthews not even really worth giving him a score yet you want do you want to you can if you want oh negative four. Oh, okay wow wow that's really rough mean yeah i feel like i was like at a three or four like i hate the name but i don't i felt interested in the redheadedness and in the aggression between him and malachi black i like when malachi grabbed yeah yeah that was what you're right and you're right we can find those little <laughs> activating moments we'll always find an in <laughs> i agree so, i didn't really know, didn't fully understand the relationship but <laughs> yeah um yes okay and then uh whatever we gotta move on jade has green hair now jade has green hair now penta is now penta oscuro <laughs> Alex, Alex Abrahantes is wearing oh pale, pale stuff all over his face. These are now I'm just going through costume changes. Really. Serena Deeb is but wearing Alex Professor Abrahantes, uh costume change was the funniest thing I've ever Perfect. seen. He was doing monk chanting. He was yeah. he looked ridiculous ringside still in the costume. It was An- so funny. monks. Another thing coming up in this current season of Buffy. Well, well, oh. well. Wow, it's the Buffy it's season of wrestling. Around. That's right. And we have been saying quite Buddy. a bit that we think wrestlers should be watching Buffy for ideas. Yeah, that's true. In Buffy, so. they also do violence to get out, let off some steam sometimes. Exactly. So. I feel yeah. like we're like full on doing the BuzzFeed Unsolved <laughs> meme where I <laughs> connected the dots. Yeah. You've connected nothing. <laughs> well, we connected. Two things that we're watching. <laughs> They have similarities sometimes. In fairness, we do say every five minutes in Buffy, we're like, that guy definitely should have been a wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) Then he would have had some place to put all this aggression. Oh, my God. And then uh, the final updates are on the the big boy beef flatter match. Not as big Mm -hmm. or as beef as it was. So Ricky Starks fought 10 to be in this and Ricky won. So he's small boy in match. And then three out of four beefs. Only three out of four beefs. But then also... Uh, Orange Cassidy is going to fight Anthony Bowens to be in ladder match. Yeah. yeah. And so it could be, it's like kind of like he saw what Ricky had and was like, I want that. <laughs> Wait a <laughs> second. Twinks are allowed in this ladder match? <laughs> oh, hold up now. <laughs> it's going to be 
so funny for the ladder match to be Keith Lee, Wardlow, Hobbs, <laughs> so Ricky big. Starks, and Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Imagine how high they could throw Ricky Starks and Orange Cassidy. It's kind of unsafe. <laughs> yeah. I think it's kind of a waste that we don't see Ricky Starks and Orange Cassidy interact more often because there's mm. a lot of com- untapped comedy potential there. That's very true. Yeah. Ricky Stark loved to show off in a very specific way that I think would, it, it would match, it would work. Yeah. I'd and I would it. like to watch Justin nearby watching it happen. And just be like, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> I don't have the energy for this. Okay. Um, I think that's it. Does anybody miss something they desperately wanted to say? I miss Mercedes Bertino's. Oh, yeah. We didn't get to see <laughs> the Brass him. City. Yeah, we didn't see that Brass City <laughs> bitch this it. week. Yeah. Okay, Poor Leah, yeah. you I'm- need to get your hand away from your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, licking ass. <laughs> we can't. This can't be that sensual and <laughs> Okay. I think I'll make it, but it's gonna be tough. Uh, yeah, and I see that in your eyes, baby girl. I see, Thank you. I see it's rough. <laughs> and did you miss anyone this week? You know, not as much as Leah missed Mercedes. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't have to miss Red Dragon. I saw them a lot. And no. yeah. <laughs> I kissed Kylo on his mouth. No. I know it is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> he was rocking a real t-shirt panties, little sorority girl after, you know, in the he summer was, party look. So I can't really get into it, but he was he was kind of showing off his, his whole situation. And I thought, wow, I'm attracted to Kylo Riley. <laughs> I'll say it. It's, doesn't bother me to say it. I'll easily say it. So on that note, I've been Allie. I've been Ann. And I've been Leah. This is Tunnel Talk. Our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich. Our theme is by Chris Gorkin. You can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. Uh, please, if you have any other Bullet Club uh, thoughts you want to send us, please do. I foresee uh, things getting kind of deep for us potentially with this bullet club stuff we've so. begun a journey that's clearly not a short one so <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's the the petals of the flower folding back fold no you know what move on Allie. so please rate review and subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts come back next week Leah, how many dangerous things did we say? Did it get bad? Got a little rough in there. <laughs> <laughs>